get the mic. Honey, I've got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up? What's up? It's your girl Maj, and we are back with another episode of Eggs Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Y'all, this is episode 20. And listen, so I know that that may not mean a lot to y'all, but that means so much to me. Can you imagine? I started this thing on an idea. Like, this started from an idea, and I just remember planning and getting it together and writing down all of my ideas and I did the launch party I don't know if you all remember that um and you know I I even started the the podcast off bi-weekly I kind of changed my topics a little bit changed a little bit of my branding um and even when I initially started I didn't have an Instagram page I did it all for my personal page and then I kind of transitioned and created a full-blown Instagram and social media for the podcast and now it's weekly and we are booming and growing and I've just been having so much fun building this brand and you know how I feel about y'all thank y'all so much for listening and supporting and voting um it has been a journey it has been such a fun journey and I'm excited to just continue like I just remember episode one right (laughs) and now we are at episode 20 and y'all are still here with me so shout out to y'all shout out to the podcast and uh shout out to everybody building a brand I know how hard it is I know how intense it can be I know how stressful it can be um and I I know how nerve-wracking it could be you know as a creator and putting things out putting content out and hoping that people like it um especially when you work so hard on 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 the things that you create and you put it out there and you're just hoping that people love it. But so excited. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I had to do a little brag there. But that actually brings me right into my Maj moment for this week. Um, so I actually got this from a friend of mine. His name is John. I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast. But hey, John, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, I've been working towards getting into some PR endeavors. Um, and John is a good friend of mine. We work together at DMV Daily. I'm also a writer for DMV Daily. Um, and John kind of kind of stepped out, stepped out or stepped off to do his own thing in PR with his PR company. And so I've just been reaching out to him about PR advice and um, how to get started. And he answers all my questions and checks in and all of that good stuff. So shout out to John. But anyway, John posted something on Instagram not too long ago, and it said, stop playing it safe. And when I saw that, it really, really resonated with me because if you are anything like me, I am a calculated risk taker. Like I, you know, I, you know, I feel like there's a difference between being a risk taker and being a calculated risk taker. And I'm a calculated risk taker. Um, You know, I have everything has to be in order. My ducks have to be in a row. You know, I'm I'm, I, I play it really safe before I take that risk. Um, And although I think that that is a good thing, you know, when, when you think about planning and strategy and you know, making the right decision. But sometimes you got to stop playing it safe and just take the risk. Like, just do it. Just start the business. Just move to that place. Just join that agency. Just apply for that job. Just interview for that job. Just ask for that salary. Like, sometimes you just got to do it. Like, you just got to take that leap of faith without thinking about it, without asking for feedback, without contemplating it. Just do it. Stop playing it safe and take the risk. Just do it. Jump out there and do it. And like I said, I am all for the calculated risk, you know, but that doesn't work every single time sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith and just do it and guess what if you're scared do it anyway 
dude is scared. So listen, I like I said, I am all for the calculated risk, but sometimes you got to put the calculator down and just do it. So yeah, shout out to John for the inspiration behind the Maj movement for this week. Stop playing it safe and take the risk. So moving on, this is the last week to vote, y'all. Voting ends this Friday, uh, which is July 31st. Um, so please make sure you vote before it's too late. Vote if you haven't already. Uh, through my podcast outlet, it is my, it is, okay, let me start that over. Okay, we're going to try again. Okay, bless the Lord. Uh, through my podcast outlet, it is my hope to inspire black women across the world to be strong, confident, and fearless. Vote Ask Maj the Podcast for the 2020 Podcast Awards by visiting www.podcastawards.com and nominating Ask Maj the Podcast for the People's Choice Award and the Entertainment Award. Voting ends this Friday, July 31st. Y'all know, listen, so I'm a preacher's kid, right? Real quick, I had to say this because I thought it was so funny. Uh, I'm a preacher's kid. And you know how, like, when you're in church and you're reading the scripture and you can't get the words out and, you know, you hear the church mama say, that's okay, baby. Let him use you. That's literally how I felt in that moment when I couldn't get my words out. That's why I said, bless the Lord. But anyway, um, okay, so yes. And you can also keep up with the campaign, the voting campaign, and all of my social media platforms. Um... Instagram and Facebook at Agsmaj the Podcast and Twitter is at Agsmaj the Pod. So please, if you have not already, vote, vote, vote. Um, and obviously, the next episode will come after the last day of voting, which is next Wednesday. The, the last day to vote is this Friday, but the next episode won't come out till next Wednesday. Um, so I'll keep you all posted on the results and so on and so forth. And what the next steps are but yes and thank you so much to everybody who has voted so far honey tell all your friends tell your mama tell your baby mama tell your baby father like tell the city tell everybody put it on your instagram put it on your twitter put it on your facebook i need all the support i can get so for today's small black owned business shout out we have quinn battle and his business the battle financial group and just a little side note pastor battle is my pastor he's the pastor of destiny reachers dmv so if you're looking for a church home or you're looking for something new i definitely suggest you try it out um they are on facebook at destiny reachers dmv but anyway that's not what his shout out is about i just had to throw that out there um, so, yes, Battle Financial Group uh, specializes in mortgage protection, life insurance, final expense assistance, tax-free retirement, and retirement protection that maximizes retirement dollars and minimizes taxes. With over 16 years of experience, we, provide our, we pride ourselves on operating with integrity and doing what's best for each and every client. We also have partnered with the best life insurance carriers, which allows us to take away the hassle of you shopping around for the best rate. They offer a range of services, as I previously stated, that involve college savings plans, tax planning, bookkeeping, mortgage protection, tax-free retirement, and more. To learn more, please visit their website at battlefinancialgroup.com, um, and their Facebook is Battle Financial Group. Y'all know how I feel about supporting black, honey. Support black businesses. You know, I saw this tweet today, and it said, is it black owned is the new who all over there. And when I say I felt that on a spiritual level, like when you start recommending products and recommending, you know, restaurants and so on and so forth, my first question is going to be, you know, is it black owned, okay? And make sure when they talk about the podcast, when somebody come to you and say, okay, you know any podcast, you know, whatever, whatever, you say ask Smash your podcast and they say is it black owned, you already know, okay? So, yeah, support black, buy black, start black, launch black, all of that good stuff. Um... Moving on, so woo chow, ooh, this week, okay, so I, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start, 
I'm gonna start with Drea and and and, and this whole interview she just did. So let me let me say this. Megan Thee Stallion is not playing with y'all, okay? And neither are her fans, all right? So supposedly, I guess, I don't know if, if y'all don't cancel Drea. I guess she canceled, whatever. But the hotties are upset with Drea. Uh, she was on this podcast interview. She did an interview on a podcast called Weed and Wine Podcast. Shout out to Weed and Wine Podcast. Definitely follow them, listen to them. They are so interesting. Definitely one of my inspirations. It's called Wine and Weed. Um, and on the podcast interview, they were discussing the Megan and Tori incident. Okay, so this is what she said on the interview, and I quote, I predict, and let me say this, she definitely said it in a joking manner, we'll get to that in a second, but this is what she said, and I quote, I predict that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that drove them down this snapped-esque type of road, and I'm here for it, I like that, I want you to like me so much, you shoot me in the foot too. So, child, y'all know social media went up. Drea was trending on Twitter yesterday. Um, Megan Megan actually responded. She didn't at Drea, and she didn't say specifically what she was talking about, but obviously everybody knew this is what she said. Dumb, B-I-T-C-H, that sugar honey iced tea ain't effing funny. Who the F jokes about getting shot by the N-I-G-G-A? Child, I feel like um, Mama D when she was on <laughs> Love and Hip Hop. That was back in my ratchet days when I watched Love and Hip Hop. It, it done gone down the drain now, but when I can't remember what she was talking about, but she was in a confessional and she was spelling out B I T C H and she said B I C T H and I had to write that down. Like I don't think I don't think it's spelled like that. Anyway, that's how I, that's how I felt just now spelling out all in words. Anyway, so she responded uh, with with that tweet. Then after she responded and I guess she was trending on Twitter, Drea came out and apologized. Uh, she said, I just want to take a minute to address victims of domestic violence and abuse of any kind and just overall humans. I was wrong to insinuate that there is room for violence in loving relationships or in any relationship for that matter. I was wrong to try to find humor or make light of the situation. And I understand that my joking nature was damaging and hurtful. It was poor judgment and I deeply regret it. This is a sincere apology from me to everyone. All right. So, Maj, what you think? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, y'all. I'm so glad you asked. Okay. So, let me say this, too. I'm a huge fan of Drea. I love Drea. Like, love Drea. I've, I've watched her for a, a while. I, I didn't really... I fell in love with her after the show she was on. I think it was Basketball Wives after that. And I've been keeping up with, like, her brands and some of her moves. And, you know, she's big on, like, fitness and working out. So, I've been keeping up with her like that. Um, but, you know, I, I try to have an unbiased opinion about things like this and, and, and try to see all sides. So, I... In this particular instance, I do believe that Drea was wrong. Like, I, I, we, we, I think we're, we're in such a sensitive, like, place right now, right, in, in just in 2020, in society and culture, and you got to be real careful with, with the things that you say um, on that specific platform, right? You know, regardless if you're joking or not, you know, you, you got to be, you got to read the room, you know, as Twitter says. And I think in that particular instance, Drea did not read the room. And my thing is, in this particular case, I feel like it doesn't necessarily matter what she meant by it, um, you know, because obviously she was joking. If you watch the interview, y'all you know, know how I feel. Go watch the interview for yourself. Um, but, you know, she obviously was talking. It was a very playful kind of mood. Um, playful kind of vibe, and she said it in a playful way. Um, but I, I, I do feel like regardless if if it was in a joking manner or not, I think it was it was extremely inappropriate, and I feel like Drea should have done a better job at reading the room. Um, but but I and let me also say this: I think when it comes to celebrities, right? Um, at some point, I think when you have that that major of a platform, right, that major of an influence. 
we can't, it is not our job to break down what you meant. It's not our job to figure out what you meant. It's not our job to explain to people what you meant. I think as a, a influencer, as a celebrity or a political figure or whatever, I think it is your job to figure out who your audience is and tailor your messages to reach those audiences effectively. We can't keep, you know, getting these. Don't get me wrong. I am all for, you know, if you hear a clip of something, go watch the entire interview. You know, make sure that you educate yourself. You do, you know, do your full research because there's a difference between context and and figuring out what you said. You know, you know what I'm saying? But I do feel like as a like I said, as an influencer, a celebrity or anybody that has a major platform or that's building their platform, figure out who your audience is and tailor your messages so that you can reach those audiences and communicate your message effectively. We should not as your audience, as your fans, as your customers, as your consumers, whatever you want to call it, we should not be trying to decipher what you were trying to say. We should not be trying to figure out what you were trying to say. It is so annoying to me, like, when I get on Instagram or Twitter and people are trying to defend somebody's words because they're trying to, by breaking down what they said, or this is what he meant, or this is what he was trying to say. At the end of the day, these celebrities have platforms and money. Y'all got all type of Toastmasters, you know, opportunities, speech, speech people to write the speeches and any type of course, class, training you want to take, that is not an excuse anymore. If you said what you said and I and I watched the whole interview, I did my part and I still have to try to talk to somebody to break down what you said or explain to me what you said because I don't, I'm not getting it. I think that there's an issue. I don't, I don't think that's an excuse. I think, you know, again, these influencers, these people with platforms, y'all need to take accountability for the messages, messages that you're sending. It is my, not my job to decipher through what you meant. Say what you mean, mean what you say. So I think, you know, in this, obviously, it might be a little different in this particular case because obviously she was joking. Well, that's what I took from it. So let me not say obviously. I thought it was kind of like a, jo a joking kind of manner or whatever. Um, but but just just for all references, I when I think about that, I kind of think of Kanye a little bit, you know, respect, you know, whatever it is that he's trying to say, respect. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to tailor your message to your audience. We can't keep giving you that slack of oh, well, this is what he meant, or he meant this, you know, or this is what he was trying to say. No, we, we shouldn't have to decipher that. We shouldn't have to try to figure that out. Not not on, a, on on those types of platforms. Maybe you can have deep messages in music and art and so on and so forth because I think those are more so left up to the, to the person who's viewing it um, or listening to it. You know, you kind of take your own message from that. But when it comes to, like, a platform, you know, especially in the political realm and celebrities and, you know, the message that y'all are trying to send, especially when it deals with some sort of societal issue or human interest, come on now, come on now. We, we, y'all got to be a lot better at that. Um, but, but, again, you know, I love to play devil's advocate um, and, and look at it from both sides. Like I said, I do believe Drea was wrong. I do believe she should have done a better job at reading the room, right? We just... Now is just not the time for that. And it's never the time for that. But right now is really, really, really not the time for that. Um, especially, you know, when we've been talking about protect black women and so on and so forth. And just, no, absolutely not. However, I do believe that, you know, in these in these these last couple of, like, situations that have gone viral. So, of course, the whole Megan and Tori situation. And then, again, I think about Kanye. You know, I feel like everybody has been kind of making jokes about it, right? So, let me think about... Let's start with Megan, right? So whenever she posted, you know, the fact that she was shot, um, uh, the, the fact that she kind of came out, addressed the rumors, you know, there was all these memes about, like, a couple of memes I thought, you know, were kind of funny or interesting to me were, you know, people, like, uh, Megan, Megan's fans were posting these, like, gifs, gifs, whatever you want to call it, and memes, and it was, like, groups of black girls or whatever, whatever, and the caption would be, like, me and the hotties on the way to see who found out who shot Meg and 
I know y'all seen that meme of like uh, young. I, th- I believe it's Young Thug. Child, I don't be knowing what these rappers look like, but it was a meme of Young Thug, and he's like, it looks like he's in the studio with like glasses on. He looks real intelligent. He's like, looks like he's studying something, um, or like really focused on something. And like people use that, and the caption was like. Uh, Twitter or social media or black Twitter figuring out who shot Meg before the FBI. Like, it just, you know, us on the way to figure out who shot Meg, the hotties, you know, on standby. We about to go shoot this up, da da da. And even, you know, people making funny memes and tweets about, um, like, uh, oh, Meg, um, Megan should remix Mini Men by 50 Cent. Megan's next mixtape about to start like this, about to start like that. I mean, is that not, are those not jokes? You know, are those not, is that not making light of this situation? You know what I'm saying? I, 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 you know what, in this, I, I'm going to post uh, pose this food for thought, right? And I don't know the answer. I'm just posting this food for thought. But when we think about people who joke about situations like this, no matter what aspect it's in, at what point does it become disrespectful? And that's my food for thought, right? Because, yeah, we're going to say, all right, Drea's was disrespectful because she mentioned Bobby and Whitney and I want you to love me so much that you shoot me in the foot. But what's the difference between that and somebody saying, you know, posting a meme about, you know, us and the hotties on the way to figure out who shot Meg or us figuring out who shot who uh, who shot Meg before the FBI do or Meg need to remix many men. I can't wait for Meg to remix many men. At the end of the day, those are all jokes and those are all making light of a heavy situation. So what is the difference between what Drea said and what the regular the regular people are saying on social media and let me let me be let me be completely frank the same people who was talking about the hotties and rallying up the hotties are the same people who are who canceled drea so my thing is and again i don't know the answer i don't know what the right answer is but what about Dreas? What Dreas said was disrespectful versus what people are saying on twitter what black twitter is joking about in terms of making uh, light of a heavy situation because from my understanding it's about joking right the fact that we are joking and making light of this traumatic situation that Megan went through all of it's disrespectful if you want to be honest like if we're going to cancel one person and, and deem that disrespectful then we need to cancel or excuse me not cancel but deem all of the jokes surrounding this um surrounding this this traumatic event disrespectful and I mean that's just what it is I think we can't deem something disrespectful or wrong or inappropriate or so on and so forth you know because she's a celebrity you know what I'm saying but 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 we only do it as so far as it benefits us that's the part I don't necessarily agree with so my thing is if we're saying that it is disrespectful to make light of a heavy situation or make light of a traumatic situation then anybody who made jokes about this no matter what the joke was is disrespectful and again this is just food for thought but I mean, you know, we we gotta we gotta if, if we're gonna make a rule, it gotta it, it can't be, you know, it only only applies to this 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 certain amount of people, or it only applies if you say Bobby and Whitney, or it only applies if you say this certain thing. But if you're a fan, it don't apply. If you like Megan, it don't apply. If you li- if you listen to Megan's music, it doesn't apply. No, it don't work like that. So that's that's just kind of like a food for thought for me. It's just like at what point do the jokes and the humor and making light of a heavy situation become disrespectful? And you know, going back to like the Kanye Kanye um situation when he did the rally and you know there are some people like oh you know the fact that you guys are making jokes about Kanye is wrong such and such and such. And then you got like I saw this tweet Marlon Wayans tweeted and was like um we should use Kanye's crying face as the new meme and replace Michael Jordan's crying face. So is that considered disrespectful? Like, is that disrespectful? Is that him making fun of Kanye West's mental issues? So that's that's my food for thought. Like, at what point does, does you know, making jokes about a light situation become disrespectful? And you know what? Let me also say this. I think that's one thing I do love and admire about black people is the fact that we do use laughter to get over certain things, right? To get over humps, to get over, you know, terrible situations and tragedies and and. and 
things that we're going through. Like we use laughter to get over the struggle. And I think that happens in our personal lives with our families and, you know, in the public eye on social media and so on and so forth. Like that's a black thing. You know, we, we can come together and, and um, we know how to uplift each other, you know, and, and have fun and make light of a heavy situation. So my question is, at what point does it become disrespectful? Um, so and that's kind of like my food for thought, because I think that, you know, we can't. We can't just deem her disrespectful, but, you know, the people on Twitter, like, it's okay because we're Megan fans. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. So just food for thought. Like, at what point does do those do, those types of comments or do joking to make a, 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 to make light of a heavy situation become disrespectful? Um, and like I said, you know, there, there is a big difference. There is a, there's something to be said about, you know, using laughter to, what does it say? Because what's the quote? Like, laughter is like the medicine of the heart or something like that. Um, you know, so at what there is something to say about the difference between, you know, using laughter to overcome something and making jokes and it's actually disrespectful. So again, just food for thought, like I said, at what point does it become disrespectful? Um, so so afterwards, r- rumors are are speculating because um uh rumors are speculating, excuse me, that Savage Fenty dropped Dreyer from their brand. So Savage Fenty actually deleted all of Drea's pictures off of their pages, off of all of their social media platforms, and then they they happened to unfollow her. Honey, Black Twitter is the FBI, okay? Like, detectives. Like, you want to find something out, go ask Black Twitter. Um, so, obviously, rumors are speculating that she got dropped. No, n- neither party, Drea nor Savage Minty, has come out and, like, confirmed it or said, you know, made a statement or whatever. Um, but, I mean, it, it would make sense. First of all, you know, Meg is also a Savage Fenty brand ambassadors so there could be some sort of conflict of interest because it d- didn't seem like megan was you know feeling that comment um and then you know rihanna who is the owner founder and all of that good stuff of savage fenty you know she has a history or a past experience with domestic violence so i mean it would make sense like i can't have somebody on here who's making jokes in the time like this about domestic violence um as a brand ambassador especially when she's like i said the the owner founder creator all that good stuff so, I don't know, that tough situation, like I said, I think Drea was wrong. Um, she apologized right after, so I guess shout-out to her. So, we'll see what, what's after this, what comes after this. You know, child, y'all can't sleep for two weeks and then be, and then, then you know, here they come again. They lay low for a while, and here they come again. But speak, speaking of Megan, so I, I'm not going to go too deep into this because I know we've been talking a lot about Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez and the whole incident. But she took to Instagram on, she was on Instagram Live. She did a little Instagram Live video. I believe it was Monday. And she kind of was like giving us an update, right? Like, you know, talking about what happened. She actually confirmed that she was shot in both feet. Um, But she was saying, you know, she's alive and well. She's ready to get back to the music. And then she started like crying, talking about the incident. She was crying about, you know, how she don't have her parents and her, you know, her granny passed away as well. You know, so she became really vulnerable, really emotional. She started crying and Obviously, Twitter went up, you know, Megan's so strong, Megan's so, you know, Megan is, you know, motivates me. And now there's this big argument about, you know, whether or not she should have made the video and people making up all types of rumors. Just just a hot mess. So I'm going to say this, right? I don't know Megan. I don't know Megan's life. I don't know what it's like to be a celebrity. You know, I, I don't know any of that. So obviously, I only go off of what these celebrities show me. 
So one thing I am going to say is that Megan doesn't owe nobody an explanation or her an apology. Or, excuse me, or her vulnerability. She don't owe none of y'all that. She don't know. She don't owe us no updates. She don't owe us, you know, the the truth. She don't owe us none of that. Like to be honest with you, I would have. Let me say this. I respect Megan. I respect to her for coming out and keeping her fans updated. You know, I think that Megan does have a really special connection with her fans, right? With with the hotties. I I do believe that. Um, and she seems really, really engaged, you know, with her fans on social media, you know, and so on and so forth. So I do respect her, you know, for keeping her fans, you know, updated. However, if I had to say, you know, give my opinion on this, I don't even think Megan should have addressed the rumors. Like when, you know, when, when the whole situation with Tori got arrested, you know, when that came out and the rumors started surfacing and people started saying Megan went to jail. Some people said Megan went to jail. Some people said Megan went to the hospital and there were all these rumors. I personally don't even think Megan should have came out and addressed that. I feel like at some point when things become traumatic, when you go through a tragedy or some sort of traumatic incident, you got to take the time to heal and be okay with people saying what they want to say. And I saw this tweet somebody said a while ago, and it said, sometimes you got to be okay with, with people not knowing the full story. And I feel like this should have been one of those situations. Megan is dealing with a lot from what she shows us. You know, she's she admitted to, like, still dealing with the death of her mom. You know, she's kind of doing this by herself. She's gone through this traumatic event and so on and so forth. And you still feel a need to, like address us you know or tell or give us updates or address false rumors or even with the Drea situation you know addressing Drea and come out and and, and you know lash back at her like I said I don't know her life but honey Megan take a break take a break get off social media that stuff will that, that stuff gets into your mind it feeds you negativity and you will seem like you already dealing with a lot like this that that has got to be extremely traumatic for her girl stop addressing people stop feeling the need to explain yourself and address the false rumors and make it clear and so on and so forth and and, and tell people what you've been through honey you don't got to explain yourself to nobody and, and here's my thing first of all i say that because like I said, I think she just needs to take a break to work on her own mental, to do some recovery and some healing and so on and so forth. And, and a break from social media, I feel like, will help her in that recovery. That's number one. Number two, the reason why I feel like she shouldn't even even spoke out about this is because regardless of what you say, whether you tell the truth, whether you tell a lie, whether you t say, tell us that Tori did it, whether you get on Instagram crying, whether you give us the update every day, whether you are vulnerable or not, people still going to have sugar, honey, iced tea to say. So why even give people the power? Honey, just, she don't owe nobody no explanation. And I get it. Like, respect that you came out and you, you know, you have a strong connection with your fans and you're engaged with your fans so much that you want to keep them update, updated. But, honey, protect your peace at all costs. Like, I, I, I don't even think she should have came out and addressed the false rumors. Like, you know, she shouldn't have made the Instagram live. Honey, protect your peace. Heal. Go through your recovery process. Do what you got to do. Work on your music. You know, be surrounded by loved ones. Honey, soak in all that love that you're getting. She talked about how she's been getting flowers and people been checking on her all day, every day. Girl, soak that up and take some time off. Girl, get out of this social media for a second and heal, recover, deal with that trauma. I just, I don't know. Then you got all these coons all over Twitter and social media and just talking all types of crazy, you know, after she's chosen to open up and be vulnerable. Girl, stop explaining to people. They don't deserve it. And you don't owe nobody an explanation, no vulnerability, no apology, no none of that. I just had to say that because, I, you know. Anyway, and speaking of people uh, uh, speaking out on Twitter, another woo child moment. Meek Dunn announced, Meek Mill Dunn announced that he and Milano broke up on Twitter. Uh, this is what he said. And I, I, and I quote, we, me and Milano, decided to remain friends and build our child as separate parents. 
We still have mad love for each other, but we both came to a understanding. Uh, emphasis on both came to a understanding. It's supposed to say an understanding, but you know. Um, so then she, she followed up with that. She said, I never addressed my private life publicly, but I just felt the need to say, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Real cute, sis. Real cute. Um, and for those of you who don't know, they just had their baby boy in May on Meek's birthday. I think it was May 6th. Um, and they've been together for a little while. I don't know how long, so I'm not even going to throw something out there. Um, I don't know. I, I've never really kept up with Meek. I know he's very outspoken. Um... And, and I don't know much about Bolano, but it seems like it, pro- it probably could be a good move. I, I I hate that, you know, they've decided to, you know, I guess separate, you know, especially just after having that baby. That that I, I can only imagine how hard it is on them um, and on her. But I don't know. Milano seems like she's pretty private. And Mika's just all over the Internet with all types of business. He's been in, you know, arguments with Nicki Minaj on Twitter, social media and you know, just he's just so outspoken and and just doing the most. And I don't, I don't know if that's what contributed to their breakup. But if it did, honey, I support it because, girl, that's too much. And uh, let me find, let me go on Twitter, Instagram, and my boyfriend is arguing with his ex on chill. Bless it, cause no, absolutely not. Um, so I don't know. I praying for Meek and Milano, praying for Milano and they, and their baby, you know, that that they can get through this peacefully cuz Meek is is another story for another day. He he is something. Uh, but speaking of babies, Sierra and Russell had their baby. Um last Thursday, they named him Win, W I N Harrison Wilson. Cute. They really set they set up their house. It was really, really, really cute. If you follow them on Instagram, everything they did was just they had all the balloons and the setup. It said welcome home win and so on and so forth. And they just seem so happy. And it's just, oh, I love it. Win is a little different. Win. Win is a little different. I don't really know where they got that from, but I feel like that fits right into the celebrity name game. Cause you know, y'all, y'all got some Saint North and you know, Chicago. Chicago's cute though. But you know, and blue and you know. But, but yes, uh, so shout out to Sierra and Russell. Congratula- congratulations on y'all's new bundle of joy. Um, new music. So Jaquise and Chris Brown just dropped their new single, Put In Work. And let me say, I thought it was cute. I thought it was really, really cute. They sounded really good. I really, really like that track. It's a cute little bop. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Not a huge fan of Jaquise. I can't listen to his, like, uh, an entire album. I... So hopefully, you know, he'll never hear this, but I, I can't. His voice just, it's not, it's not for me. It doesn't resonate well with me. Let me say that. Um, and and I, I just, I couldn't listen to an entire album. And then, you know, Chris has been, eh, you know, he has a song, songs where it's like, oh, yes, Chris, you did this. And songs where it's like, what what happened? What happened? So I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I, I had low expectations for this song, but it came out and they sounded great. It's a little bop. The track sounded great. Sounded great. Shout out to Chris and Jackie's real cute. Um, so I finally listened to Snow Allegra's, uh, song, Dying For Your Love, and I really loved it. And I wanted to make a correction because the last time I shouted her out when, and and I talked about her new music, I said that she had an EP coming out. I thought it was like an EP or an album, and it was only a song. I spent so long on Apple Music looking for the EP, Dying For Your Love, just to only find out it was only a single. Pissed. I was pissed. Uh, but yes, I love that song. And I, I've just gotten kind of hip to Snow Allegra, and I love her music. Such a vibe. Such a, such a vibe. Um, so yes, it's an, it's an, a single. It's a single, not an album, not an EP. Um, 
I haven't gotten a chance to listen to Brandy's B7 album, but I've only heard good things, so I'm going to try to take this week to listen to it. Um, and again, Beyonce's Blackest King film is coming out this Friday, July 31st, and I just I just feel like something good in my spirit is about to happen. So we're going to see, honey. And when I, say, when I say I feel like something good in my spirit is about to happen, I feel like I'm about to win one of these awards. That's, that's what I meant by that. But anyway, yeah, so make sure y'all check that out. Um, and moving on, so for Black Girl Shine, this is like my favorite section. Um, so I'm keeping it at Black Girl Shine for a little while. Like I told y'all, my mama gave me this idea. So if you have any, any other ideas, please let me know. Um, but on today's Black Girl Shine segment, we have Miss Taraji P. Henson. Taraji P. Henson signed a deal with 20th Century Fox. Um, and her first, I guess, like, job is, um... Her first deal of business is a spinoff, is an Empire spinoff that's actually surrounded by her character, Cookie Lion. So that's exciting. Look forward to that and and her work with uh, 20th Century Fox. Honey, Serena Williams' daughter, Miss Alexis, Alexis, excuse me, not Alexis. I'm reading Alexis and Olympia at the same time, and I say Alexis. Miss Alexis Olympia, and Lord forgive me because I know I'm finna butcher this, Ohanian Jr., is now the youngest team owner in pro sports. At two years old, she is part owner of the National Women's Soccer League expansion team in Los Angeles. And right now, they are calling the team Angel City. Honey, set your kids up from the beginning, okay? So, they ain't got to worry about money when they get older. They are already financially free. So, shout out to Serena Williams on that amazing decision. But, yes, today's episode was a little short, I think. But that is your dose of Maj for today. Make sure you vote, and I will catch you on the next episode. Let me get Thanks the mic. Listening. Honey, I got something to uh, say. Uh, hey, ooh, I like that. Can uh, you turn that up for uh, me? Hey, uh, um, ooh, hey. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Max Marsh.